Griffin McElroy, Nick, how do we do it? <laughs> I think what you do is you say, welcome to Cool Games Inc., a video game you, design podcast. You, Hi, everybody. Welcome to video game. I'm going to do it. Take two. Come on. Third tries the charm. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Cool Games Inc. It's a video game design podcast from Polygon and the Vox Podcast Network. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. <laughs> it's so much to do in I've one sentence, just, huh? uh, It's a lot of busy work. And I, Nick, you're catching me at a weird time. I've done like five podcasts in the last two days and mm-hmm. i'm lit i'm i this is this isn't like a gag it, it might make for fun energy but like i literally am running out of br- uh brain wor- words okay you're running if on I, fumes so to speak well that would suggest i'm a car and then i have fuel and i guess what is uh, uh, the panini i ate for lunch i guess is kind of like griffin's the, gasoline uh, the unleaded gasoline in my body although frankly this panini was so good that it's more like diesel but um no it's just i used up all of the words that i can do yeah um, it's, it's I, the problem with recording this show so late in the week is all your podcast juice could be theoretically used up. So if you, I mean, if you want me to just handle this episode, this I can. Could, be, could this be a one hit? Because a lot of people have been requesting like Nick's one man show. Like they want to hear because you've got so many like Billy Crystal ass stories. Mm-hmm. By which I mean stories about Billy Crystal's ass, right? <laughs> Billy Crystal ass stories. Yeah. Um, now you know you got some. You got a lot of Seven Hundred Sundays style flavor, and I think that you could really bust some shit out about like. You know, when I was, I'll never forget grandma's front porch. Like, you know, yeah. uh, the day I found that big Cheeto was the, the you first know? time I saw Case Closed was on the TV in my grandmother's kitchen. Yeah. Uh, and I made like a cinnamon sugar sort of pop tart and I was watching it and that's when I learned what anime was. And I knew from that day on that Case Closed would be the cartoon for me. That was your first anime? Mm-hmm. See, that's good. I just learned something about you. I could do this. I could do an hour of this. Let's go. What? So when did the Chick Fil A thing start? What do you mean? Your fucking user icon on Slack is a fucking Chick Fil A. Like you are. I never. Every time I, it's like fucking Brad Pitt in an Ocean's movie. Like you're always eating food, but specifically a Chick Fil A chicken sandwich. Yeah. So, well, here's the thing. When you see me, yes, you see me in places like New York or Los Angeles, mm. uh, places that have a Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a young man growing up in North Kakalaki, I I was raised. Do people call it that? I saw it in an episode of uh, Famous Jet Jackson once, and I didn't know if I was allowed to. Like, yeah, I don't know. Is it just people from from North Carolina who can say it, or can you, I also? You can use it. You're going to get some looks. I'll sound true, like an asshole. Yeah, a true one. A true triangle uh, is which is what we call ourselves when we're from the area I'm from. A triangle. Real triangles will know right away when uh when you're not. You're not one of us, but Chick-fil-A was no, no bullshit, like three or four meals a week for me. It's just fundamentally ingrained in my psyche. Yeah. And so whenever I go, because we don't have any in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, whenever I go somewhere else, I try to hop on that uh, spicy Chick-fil-A sandwich, uh, add pepper jack, no pickles, with the yes. waffle fries and the uh, diet lemonade and their their cookies and cream milkshake, if I'm feeling and- and I know we're going to get some messages from people about the problematic nature of Chick-fil-A. Well, please, please rest assured that Nick steals every meal that he eats there. I have He's, never paid for one. He is the fucking Scarlet Pimpernel of the Chick-fil-A. I've gotten so good at it, too, because like every Chick-fil-A's layout is roughly the same. It's yeah. really easy to do. So you slip behind the counter. What I usually do is when they're not looking, I'll kind of jam a little 
uh, like a Nerf bullet up inside the ice dream machine, which clogs that up. Then it takes pretty much everyone, all hands on deck, to like deal with that. And then I slip in there and I assemble a sandwich and I do get some strips. I do get some nuggets and I do take a few Polynesian sauces or Chick Fil A sauces on the side. And then you just go and you go and you eat it out on the street like a dog. The other day I was uh, drunk and I had um, I used an app on my phone to make a man bring me a McChicken at two in the morning. <laughs> And I was like in my bed eating this McChicken and out of the corner of my eye, I saw that I had a packet of, um, of Chick-fil-A sauce, new in box, factory sealed cherry. Uh, and I, I did something I would not have maybe done in, in another more sober state, which was I took it upon myself to boldly sort of cross buzz as it were. I mean, that's just cooking. What you did was cooking. (laughs) I did cook. Yeah. I combined two ingredients and made a special food just for me. That's my special recipe. All right. That's two weeks in a row. I've shared special chicken sandwich recipes on this show. I think we're pivoting. Exciting. Um, Nick, I gotta say, man, you sound fresh. You sound Mm -hmm. like podcast fresh. You sound like ready to go. I'm excited. I've recorded zero podcasts this week. All right. Well, let's carry carry me brother Mm. brother can you spare a podcast i can absolutely i'll be the i'll be the podcast man today um let's see i've got some submissions here that i've saved to my hard drive um that we could like do you download you downloaded them and put them on hard media Mm -hmm. i saved them to an hdd hard disk drive as separate text files so that i could read them i got the links i put them on pdf and then i moved those right over to my psp put them right on a umd Mm. burned it i bought it Uh, a lot of people uh, didn't know this was available i did buy a umd burner that's exciting Um, it's exciting i thought i'll be honest i thought that it was going to take off i buried all my money in umd futures and yeah it seems like a rough that's a that's a hard bargain no, my I mean my house is now a dog's house. I you live downside. your house is a you're in the dog house. I imagine romantically. No, no, and no. physically. No, we're all in the dog's ho- house. Right. I but I'm I guess I, what I'm saying is kind of a joke a little bit is that you are physically residing in a dog house which would romantically speaking put you in the dog house. It with was my wife's wife. I, it was my wife's idea to invest in UMD futures. We oh, have a well, whole, so I guess she's in the dog house and you're in the dog house. And the dog house is made out of UMD burners. Okay. I imagine to build a full-size house out of UMD burners. Well, who knows, right? Because, like, UMDs were kind of a thing in the early 2000s. I imagine a PSP dev kit was probably, like, a gray, kind of looked like a PC desktop tower. Uh, You could build a nice house out of that. So, let's talk about some games. Smealy. Some some suggestions. Smealy suggests a hybrid game of Mitomo and Tinder. So this is you and your friends, and you all are... I mean, first of all, what you've just described is Mitomo. Um, well, I did, that's... No, because Mitomo... Oh, Mitomo that, wasn't... I was thinking of Tomodachi Life. So sorry. It's all right. Tomodachi Life was a game where I, like, populated the world with all my friends, and... Um, they all like, banged each other. Yeah, like, most of my friends are couples here in Austin, right? And so when I saw, like, friend from couple A start boning down with friend from couple, you know... Okay, I was like, whoa, yeah. hey, wait a second. Wait, because because then I had this irrational fear of like, what if they found out and they thought I purposefully was like... Like you shipped your friends into stupid made, Nintendo games. This is what I think of you. <laughs> Divorce until you two can be... It's so funny because like, I, I, it, I actually am struggling to think of a group of people you could plug into Tomodachi Life that wouldn't result in like a weird sexual pairing. Like the, almost the entire game is like... You put these people on an island and then watch them fuck, and it's not going to be the people who you would expect. And like that's almost the whole. Like I remember, I 
uh, I a few jobs ago, I put I, when I first got review copy of that game from Nintendo, I uh, put my boss in the game, and mm. she started dating Shaquille O'Neal. See, and maybe it's a maybe it's a like a psychic thing, psychic connection. You're Who saying knows? now that's a fun movie idea, a copy of uh, Tomodachi Life that has the ability it's to cursed. sort of predict the future. But that's not what we're talking about today. I, I would rather talk about Sex Jumanji if we're like <laughs> Sex Jumanji. <laughs> um, but no, okay. But what you're talking about is Mitomo Tinder, so it's just like you're swiping um, left and right on people's me's and seeing but, if there's a connection. But, but you're also getting people coming into your Tinder apartment and just like. I just here for the fuck like i'm just here for the fuck no games <laughs> no games no drama <laughs> no games no drama i'm here for the fuck please message <laughs> Such a good voice. I'm, I'm i'm married but my wife knows i like to play <laughs> Look, we're looking for we're looking for a third no drama no games no drama like a there could also be like Like that whole vibe could probably carry over. Uh, I hope you're into hair all over. I've got I've got hair to spare. No games. Fuck. Um I don't know if I have much to add to this. I think I I think I'm satisfied. I can't believe we're only ten minutes into the podcast. I'm weeping. We are. We have another. We're twenty percent of the way through it. Um, uh, I, I like this one from Mad Dog Zero, who says Mario is missing, presumed dead. Um, what do you like about that, Griffin? What I like about it is you remember Mario's missing. Yes. Yeah. Um. It was that that was the one I think taught you about geography or something? P- some sort of PC game edutainment. But what? No, do you... I think it was I think it was SNES because I, I think Mario's Time Machine and Mario's Missing were both SNES games, ah, and shit. they were both they were both fucking miserable, and they were both sort of light edu games with all of your favorite Mushroom Kingdom pals. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of just like instead of just like you know you have to go to you know, the, the Sphinx or whatever to, like, find the person who's going to, like, Carmen Sandiego style. If memory serves, that's kind of like what that game was. But I, I like it better if it's just, like, a, there's a certain sense of hopelessness to it. Of just, Shit. like, you got to go you gotta go to the fucking Leaning Tower of Pisa and, like, you know, talk to, um, uh, you know, <laughs> Italian paint, like, Renaissance person. And they're just like i don't know man i'd give up if i were like it's been six weeks mm-hmm. so it's it starts out like mario is missing but over the course of the game there's a like the there's the addition of a timer this is mm. so dark and then over the over the course of it like by the time you get to the last level it's like luigi it's been five years and i'm not like, saying mario is dead he's it's presumed just dead. it's just very likely so i'm getting maybe it's like um uh like gone mario like gone girl meets mario is missing oh my goodness and, and so, maybe there's some like mario like ran away from luigi and I is like trying that. to get him blamed for it and so luigi's like racing against the clock and you know there could be a fun sort of a scene like the at the end of the dark knight uh rises or returns or whatever that movie's called where uh you can like unlock a scene where mario was like sitting in a cafe wearing sunglasses in a disguise and he's like started a new life you know yeah or we could do a scene and gone girl spoilers three two one do a scene where um mario's making love to neil patrick harris and just fucking marks him just slices his throat just gets him blood everywhere um so it's an option nintendo get at me bill get at me trending do you think he's gonna do you think bill's gonna get at us for that idea do you think he's gonna he's He's gotta get at us at some point yeah 
Because at a certain point, we do one of these every week for 60 minutes, and it's mostly Mario ideas. Like, one yeah. of them is going to resonate, I have to imagine. Um, What do you think of the game from uh, Lexical Oracle, who says, L.A. Nya, it's like L.A. Noir, but you're trying to figure out if someone's lying through a fursuit? That's... <laughs> and what I enjoy about that is it's... It, it's such a pivot from L.A. Noir. L.A. Noir was so uh, all about that facial technology and reading the faces and reading the extremely overacted emotions from the people who were trying to Dude, act like they weren't lying. That game is there are few games that have like went that went from this revered and, and don't get me wrong, like the technology is great. And I think that game is just OK. Um, but I will watch fucking infinite clips of like check to see if he's lying by looking at his face and then you go talk to guys like yeah i didn't see her that night at all i don't yeah that's not her lipstick in my car and then just their face like like 40 minute loop (laughs) cut to like this character actor like eyes darting all around like wiggling his mouth tugging at his shirt tie like it's not me like it's the most overdone shit i'm telling you ace i don't know where she got the drugs he's clenching his teeth um, but what, what's fun about this game, and I think it is a, a maybe perhaps an elegant way to solve that problem, is that most fursuits, the head is, is almost completely immobilized. It has yeah. one expression locked in. And so you're you're vying with vo- vocal cues, which is it has a sure. lot more nuance than these facial cues would. Um, and body language. I mean, body language. It's a lot furry, of body, language. body language. Yeah. So it's just like I didn't, you know, steal their convention badge. Mm-hmm. And then they're like... You know, uh, they they start doing the you know the whip and the nene. It's like, right. what does that what does that mean? What's it mean? I don't that's, know what it means. That's the sort of uh, fursuit interrogation equivalent of like wearing sunglasses at a poker table. Like, yeah, it's you hard. Could, it's a, you that's a hard dance to read. Obfuscate your body movement with like a Gangnam style or, yeah. or some sort of fun dance. It's a lot harder to tell if and if you real. I'm realizing now that a fur, a fursuit is kind of the ultimate lying device because they can't see your face it's hard to read your body language as long as you're dancing they can't put like a lie detector on your wrist because you got that all covered up you could kind of you could you're kind of i I guess what i'm saying is i do feel like at the world poker championships this year there's going to be one contender who rolls up in a fursuit and just fucking dominates the whole sport i mean yeah i'm trying to remember the names of uh, a fucking phil helmuth just like rolls up and he's like what's up I'm a big dog. I'm now. Tony the Tiger now. Do something. Do anything about it. Fucking Gus Hansen. It's like the fucking swordfish dude. It's just like, what's up, Devilfish? Was that his ass? Ah, shit, I can't. I man, I, I don't tried know any of these people. I used to watch some fucking World Poker Tour. Sounds like it back in the day. Um, I have a suggestion. It's but it's not mine. Um, it's from oh, someone weird, else made it. Yeah, it's from Weird Controls. It was our top suggestion this week. Um, player unknowns battle nouns a massive island death match where every player is a scribble knot <laughs> god that's he, good it's really good um and i don't think we should really make it our main one just because we've done so much player unknowns it's, battlegrounds yeah, but we've just so, been but, a um, mod mod resource for player unknowns battlegrounds for the past month two things well really just one sorry it's like my only game like this game occupies 
a an amount of mental RAM for me that I have not given a game since probably Destiny. Like I think about this game fucking all it's the so time. It's so fucked, dude. After we did Awful Squad this week, Tuesdays on YouTube.com/slash Polygon at three p.m. If you're not watching that series, please give it a shot. It, this last episode was like. We, we've got custom matches now, and so we can do anything, and then the community jumps into it, and it is the most fucking fun I have all week. It it's is so awesome. a blast. I really look forward to it. And the, like last, after- the last episode turned into, Russ turned off all the weapons, so we all just got naked and had a beach party, which is like the best shit to see in this hyper-violent it's murder so game. It's so cool, too, because like everyone in that game was a, a fan of ours, and so they were like all down to get silly in a way that I don't think, like if we were matching with randos, it would have still been a punch-out murder fest, but somehow yeah. we had like a hundred people on the beach taking their clothes off, crawling in a line, and not hurting each other. It was really special. And then like after that stream ended, which was a two-hour stream, I sat there on my couch and realized that I had just been fantasizing about playing more player unknowns battlegrounds. Like Yeah. It's just the thing I want to do by default now. And you had your I think since we last recorded Cool Games Inc. I won. You won a match, which I just want to give you a we're very much we're very much a fucking video game podcast now right now, but like I it no I the the thing I equate it to is like really difficult Dark Souls boss, right? Like the time I first beat Ornstein and Smog, I was like, "Yes, I can fucking do it!" Like I knew it. I knew I was competent at this game. Like I felt like I had uh, been e- elevated to the echelon of like legit players of of Dark Souls. This was like that times a thousand. It is the most satisfied any game has ever like made me. Um, Did you say this like fucking great Bernstein and Smog? Orn, Ornstein and Smog. Is that a like? That sounds like a Lord of the Rings legal firm or something. <laughs> yeah, I uh, no, it's it is like the most annoying, horrible boss in the entire series. Um, let's do a different game though. But although no, we didn't even talk about battle now. So would you find here? Here's what I'm interested in: nouns as loot. Like mm. you oh, find the looting component is so yes, yes, crucial. yes, yes. So I, I like this, and I think we can place the same sort of valuation that already exists on gear in battlegrounds right like you you find a fucking like pistol quick draw that's probably the worst like attachment maybe one of the worst things you can find in the whole game and it's like oh great and in battle nouns that would be like finding the word like damp and it's like that i think you find adjectives and nouns right yeah because those are basically attachments those are attachments right so you find the word damp and it's like oh fuck but then you can find one that's like the fucking sniper's silencer which is like one of the best attachments in the game and that one's like poisonous yeah heat seeking heat seeking and then you find like oh i found a noun and it's like a lamp and that's like finding a shitty pistol or you could find like well i guess bazooka is not especially like compelling but something Creative, yeah. cool like um lion like a lion, a heat-seeking lion. I mean, I and that, like now idea. we are... T- that's literally something you would make in a Scribblenauts game, and the idea of that being, like, PvP, I find very intriguing. Yeah. Like, imagine... Because something I love to do when I play Super Scribblenauts, which is... I think that's the one that introduced adjectives, is, like, you can put the word writable in front of any noun and then write it around. So you can, love like, it. make, like, a writable, winged, demonic lawyer and hop on his back and write him around, which I did do in that game. Finding an adjective, like, writable could be fucking game-breaking. Yes. I also like the idea of, like... Not only do you find specific adjectives and specific nouns and you have to combine them in, in ways that weaponize them, I would love it if you could find like a book that is a, a category. Like you could find vegetables and all of a sudden you have access to all Ooh. vegetables, but it's up to you to like pick, like find a way to turn that into a, a death dealing weapon. Can we still do this one if we just don't call it Battlegrounds? Yeah, we'll take... I mean, like, that's exactly what, what Brendan did, is he he made a <laughs> DayZ mod and then took the name DayZ off of it. He put like, his name on it. 
Brandon. I mean, there's a suggestion from uh, Thelonious Dunk who says word art online. That could maybe be that could maybe be a, t- a potential title for this one. Yeah. Yes. Wait. That was was that a suggested separate game or was that just because it works really well for this one? Um. Yeah. Potentially. All right. How about a different a different one? Sure. We'll put a pin in in battle nouns. Um. Th- this one's really good though, and it's from Fort Ninety Nine who says every time you kill an enemy, your sword gets longer. The sword is physically simulated, so when it gets unwieldy, you have to carry it carefully through doorways or else leave it outside. Um, so what about... It's like a uh, like 50-player game of Bushido Blade, okay. and you start out with like a dirk. So it's almost like... Um, what's that... What's that mode in, that was like in one of the like Call, Call of Duty Black Ops? Gun game, where you yes, start yes, out with yes, like yes. a shitty pistol. I'm going to get shit probably because i'm sure that did not originate in call of duty but yeah like the idea of you starting out with a little tiny baby dagger so you can just roll up on a dude and just shink 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 and then after that kill gets a little bit longer now you've now got you've, you've upgraded got like to a, like maybe a, a steak ki- knife a kitchen knife or something yeah and then you kill somebody with that and then all of a sudden like now we're in like short sword territory like a one-handed yeah and then you kill somebody with that and you got kind of like a you know a nice a nice sized long sword and then you kill somebody with that and it's like okay long sword's getting pretty long yeah it's turning into more of a katana now more of a katana and then you kill somebody with a katana it turns into a, like a big old long like wazakishi yeah. and then it turns into a fucking bastard sword a and then bastard you kill somebody with a bastard sword and it's like okay well now this is a now it's a situation yeah now it is beyond the extant genres of sword it has I gotten into a- un- after that it's called like a big bastard <laughs> and then you kill someone with a big bastard. And I think you do that by getting them to like run into the blade because now you can just kind of like the tip of it is on the floor and you can like lift up the 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 like handle of it and then just like hope somebody runs really fast into it. But if they do like all of a sudden like what are we doing with this thing? Yeah, I'm imagine I want it to have full one to one Wii Motion Plus like Wii Sports Resort sword controls. Um and I and I think what's interesting is like they they describe a, a scenario where you're trying to get the sword through a door and you might have to leave it outside. I would counter by saying if you know where in the house your opponent is, you can just stick that sword all the way through the house. And I like that very much. Em. So maybe maybe the sword's not getting too unwieldy because there's a version that's really fun. Also, where like all of a sudden you got like a Sephiroth sword, right? It's real long, and then you kill somebody with that, and it's like all of a sudden you have a sword that you can just sort of swing in a circle at the middle of the map and cut everybody in half, like. Right. There's, I, I find something, but maybe like the final duel between two people, they both have these really fucking fucked up, super long swords, and the fight between them is um, some pretty goofy. So it is joke. a it is a a fifty people in an arena permadeath sort yeah, I of. Think so the, oh, we made battlegrounds. Yeah, we kind of made battlegrounds again. Birds. Yeah, nab it. Um, that's a real good idea. Um, do you want to do an advertisement? I would love to. Here's the th- here's the thing. We here at Cool Games Inc., we've had to staff up recently because we're taking on some ambitious projects and also we need to protect ourselves from Blue Hole's like, considerable legal team. Mm-hmm. And we've done that with the magic of ZipRecruiter. We've been it's, hiring up. We've been hiring folks to just fight off Blue Hole's hungry, hungry lawyers. So we've, and Brin, we've Brendan, been... himself, Brendan himself comes the fuck for it. Mm. Um, and so we've had to hire some people, and we use ZipRecruiter to do that because it's used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. It posts your job to 100-plus job sites with one click, and it matches people who are right for your job better than anybody else. Don't even fucking talk to me about the other ones. To, 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 to delete your you know, 
delete your anonymous Tumblr message. I'm not interested in it. Um, but it, it, unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter, they don't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. It hunts them down mercilessly. <laughs> and and eighty percent, uh, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours, which is good because like, I needed a protector from Brendan yesterday. Right. When you hear that uh, that airplane coming in, and you're hoping it's a loot drop, but it's not. It's no, Brendan it's a, coming a to get you. Above it. It's Brendan, and he already has all the guns. Cause he, well, how dope would that be if he'd be like, hey, I heard you uh, trying to steal my game. And then he just like gets in all my plunk back games and just like yeah. comes after me. But well, he has all the cheat codes. Because it's his baby. It. He opens it up and he opens the command line and he types in slash Brendan and he gets every gun at once. And then oh, he you just, just said what it is, though. Now everybody's going to do slash Brendan next time they play. It's going to break the economy <laughs> of the game. Uh, right now, uh, listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash games. That's ZipRecruiter slash com slash games. One more time, because I fucked it up. Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash games. And um, yeah, it's th- that if you're a, if you're a boss, go for it. If you're a boss, drink this sauce. The ZipRecruiter <laughs> sauce. Do you think that's um, good? That's if really good. If you're a boss, drink this sauce. I have a really good one here, but I feel like I've just done a few in a row. Do you have a really good one here? Yeah, I've got a few uh, certified slappers in here. Uh, Mbex30 says Adam Driver San Francisco. <laughs> um, so in that game, you sort of teleported around psychically, right? You like jumped around to different yeah, cars? Yeah, you left your... Because your character's like in a coma, and so he's like zapping in and out of the consciousnesses of other car drivers all around San Francisco. So maybe the way we work this in is that it's like a Brody Quest situation where you just kind of send out a driver wave, an Adam Driver wave, and all of a sudden everybody in San Francisco is Adam Driver. Mm. And then, of course, you are at free, free reign to just like pop into any you know, Mazda that you want. Cause it's you, you're in it. It's there's not a, stealing. Down there's on, Adam, uh, it's Adam in there on, on market street uh, in San Francisco. There's a, there's a gap mm. retailer clothing retailer, and they've got a huge poster of Adam driver in there wearing some of their specialized jeans. And so it might be fun to maybe uh, be Adam driver, walk into the San Francisco gap and then you're on the wall and they will be like, Oh my God, it's you. And they'll give you all the different type of t-shirts for free i think about that a lot must be fun to be out i would love to be adam driver he's always mm-hmm. hanging out with his best friend harrison ford oh uh, yeah they love to they love to hang out they pal around and they, they pal around and these things like say things like i hope you don't kill me um and he's like <laughs> maybe i won't dad and wink um i have one here and it's from reptile apparition who says an anti-tycoon game it sounds like i said antique tycoon an anti-tycoon game where you inherit a world-famous theme park or zoo and try to get everyone to leave. Oh, interesting. So kind of a uh, the producer situation where you're, yes, you're trying exactly. to fuck up. With, you have a, some sort of reason that you're trying to fuck up this theme park. Maybe it like... It's it's like when you're you know how like when when a studio is gonna lose the rights to Spider Man if they don't make a Spider Man movie every five years so they have to this is a situation where you're like you're like fuck if I if this theme park is not closed by December thirty first twenty seventeen I'm gonna have to pay some sort of theme park tax and it's gonna bankrupt me and my family so I need to yeah. shut this shit down it's like we bought a zoo and then we just f- fucked it right like a realistic up. like oh no we bought a zoo yeah um by the way. I really want that 700 Sundays from you because I got to know how you've never seen like a John Candy movie and don't know anything about shit, but you just reference the producers like I haven't seen the producers. I just I worked in a video store and I read the back of the box once. So I see. Okay. Um, so theme park. Right. I I get really stressed. Uh, Like 
I, I always think like, oh, I could get into a theme park simulator, but I always get really, really stressed out about it. And then I try playing one of the campaign modes and that makes me even more stressed out because I feel like I'm, I am just going to ruin it. And so I, for me, it would be, um, I don't know, kind of a relief to know like that's the intention. Although really for theme park simulator, it seems like it'd be pretty easy to do that. You just like pop one essential bolt mm-hmm. out of one roller. Co- like I used to go to Kings Island every year when I was a kid um, because it was like the closest theme park and also it wasn't just the closest theme park no I moved all around this big beautiful globe of ours I can say confidently it's one of the fucking best top tier just on earth yeah Um, but if I found out that like the, the beast collapsed I wouldn't be like, gotta get back, gotta get back to King's Island next summer with my family. Like, thousands of people died. It was really bad. Somebody popped one bolt out, and it was really important. I wouldn't be like, ah, oh, man, I forgive you. Let's go, King's Island. Here right. we go. It, it's, okay, well, so that's an easy way to do it. I think the really interesting part in the game, and it's maybe something we give, we tie a, a major achievement to, maybe we give them 500 gamer points for pulling this off, but, like, a situation where... Uh, a pacifist run, as it were, where okay. it's like you got to get everyone out of the park without without uh, breaking the skin, without any blood. Maybe you know? it's like a there's like a Mass Effect like Paragon, um, like Renegade. a moral a, mor- a morality meter, um, and it unlocks new I don't know like bad mascots and stinky garbage cans. I don't know what's bad for a, a zoo. I mean, for a zoo, that again easy, just like select lion cage, delete. Barrier. Right. Well, but I think the the real layer of strategy comes in when it it becomes more about like you you let out animals that are a good balance between mm. um, non toxic, like not going to kill anyone, but are very scary to look at. You know. Okay. So like Is, a, some sort of uh, what would be a good animal like that? I guess uh, is a Komodo dragon. Can that hurt you? Probably it's got dragon in the name. Well, but that's the that's the rub though. Griffin is like as long as it uh, has I a see. scary name, mission accomplished. I like just a bunch of. Um, I'll tell you what it would be for me is like llamas. I see a llama, and I'm like fuck yeah, and then like they're so wet, like with all of their just slime all over. And it's like I go to a petting zoo and I buy the food, and then my hand, of course, is going to stink all day. That doesn't come off, and it's like go feed the llama, and it's like. It's so wet all over the face. I don't want to get close to that. Don't want to touch that. They they produce a lot. They produce a real, and it never gets talked about, and the cartoon versions of llamas don't do this, but they have a slime-making apparatus on their grill that is just always on. Um, When Rachel and I went to Japan for our honeymoon, um, I went to... You ever been to... um, uh, Kyoto, there's a, a place called Arashiyama Monkey Park, and it's up on a big uh, mountain, and you climb up there, and you get some nice vistas of the city, and then also, it's not just nice views of the city, there's a billion fucking monkeys up there, okay. and I'm a fan, right? Like, monkeys, they're great. They're so, like, inquisitive, and I'm down with that, but having a million of them around you is kind of like a stressful, like... You're not there's and there's signs the whole time you're walking up this mountain for like 45 minutes, uh, and the the signs are in Japanese and English, and they, I think it has to be bilingual because the warnings upon them are so imperative. Like in general, the general tone is do not fuck with these monkeys. Like do not even address. It. Don't. There's one that says like don't look the monkeys in the eyes. And it's like, well, that's uh, all of a sudden, like, I should just walk back down this big mountain. Just leave, because that's such a scary thing to say. I've been hiking for 45 minutes. I'm tired as fuck. 
and you put this sign at the very top and it's like don't look the monkeys in the eyes all of a sudden this is now a very high anxiety situation for me because i don't want to accidentally look at the monkeys in the eyes and be you know torn apart um and there's also a part where they feed all the monkeys and they play like this grand march music and all the monkeys come around because they know it's feeding time and it's just a complete cluster like a just a swarm a murder of of, of monkeys and it's like I'm, give me and, goosebumps i'm looking at my arms right now and these are cute guys it's just when you do it like that there's monkey eyeballs everywhere and i just looked up at the sky but i looked up and there was a tree and i saw a monkey and it jumped down my throat <laughs> killed no me. escape you look down monkeys you look up monkeys so maybe that's a, just you just flood any zoo if flooded with any animal, no matter how innocuous they are. That's not a pleasant. So okay, all of this was to say that you think one particular route for this game could be to overpopulate the zoo in a in a way that is somewhat threatening and might discourage parents from bringing their children there. I think that's valid. My favorite animal, my favorite animal on earth is the capybara. Perfect animal, perfect, perfect creature. If I went to a zoo and there were just 100,000 capybaras, I didn't even think about the rest of this sentence. Of course that would be good. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> I would just lay down and just just let them trample me to death. And it would be I, the greatest. It, like, newspaper headline would be like, Griffin McRae has the best death imaginable. For some reason, I'm imagining the sound of, like, thousands of capybaras would just make the exact same noise that, like, ocean waves crashing would. Mm. And, you're, and you're, maybe you're floating on the surface of that is what I'm picturing. I think they'd sing a cute little song like the opening to Yoshi's story. Hmm. it's nice to think about sometimes my imagination it's a fun place to be fun i'm glad i can be i'm glad um, i can bring other people in there with this podcast there's th- uh three trunks uh sub- suggests the seams you create as many sims as you like but you can only select one sim to be the truman sh- sim oh wait okay the truman sim Control and micromanage all the other sims in the house and village to stop Truman from seeing any weird shit like aliens or people drowning because the ladder disappeared because then he'll become aware he's in a game. Try your best to come up with excuses or distract him long enough. If your sim finds out or sees, quote, the seams, the town permadeaths and you're left with a screenshot of the sim's face the moment he realized. Ooh, that's kind of a weird ending. So you've yeah. got you've got sort of a... I do like this idea of, like, in The Sims, you can control everyone, or you can have them control themselves. This is, I guess, sort of a game type, a sort of Sims equivalent of a Nuzlocke run, where you are only controlling everyone except this one Sim. That Sim is on autopilot, mm. and and he he can see the, he can see the seams, right? Like, if he's in the bathroom when you put a new shower in, he'll be like, where the fuck did that shower come from? I like that. Or he goes to work and comes home, and you've, like, added a new room onto his house with one click. And it's like... What the fuck, Susan? We have a lounge now? Like, I, I was gone for eight hours. And so because you're controlling Susan, when he walks in the door, you have to immediately click on him and have a conversation about, like, hey, I had some work done on the house. And he has kind of, maybe he does, maybe we just add a doubt meter. Go Like, there is a, you can see a visual representation of his skepticism. And yeah. you need to do things to kind of soothe him, reassure him that his reality isn't breaking around him. Weird anecdote. Uh, I, I enjoy the Sims games. Um, wasn't so hot on what was the most recent one? Sims Four. Four I think yeah. I reviewed it a while ago, and like there wasn't a lot of great stuff in there. But I played it a lot when we were doing the Sweeps Week Monster Factory stuff. Um, and it, it, it's it's it seems like it's uh, they've they've tweaked some shit and it's in a better place now. Uh, but I, I really like these games. They announced a new mobile Sims game. I think it's just called Sims Mobile. They did uh, Sims Free Play, which was like not great. Yeah. But this Sims Mobile game was supposed to be like. Um, 
more like proper mainstream sims like a that's core good, sims game but like, on mobile I, that's something i've wanted for a long time like i remember they launched like a sims facebook game back when facebook games were a thing and i was like oh sweet it's the sims and then you play it and of course it's not the fucking sims they soft launched it um in in brazil right as a rollout strategy on may 10th hey y'all like how soft is your fucking launch? That's it's been like well. two months. Like I don't, I, I keep checking the app store like every day. Like what the fuck's going? Did they release it and like all of the 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 Brazilian players were like, uh, this stinks, and now they're like scared to pull the. Back, I don't back know to what the, the drawing f- board. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but it's that's weird, right? Like soft launches usually don't. Yeah, it's usually when, like when, a week. I think they soft launched Pokemon Go in a few countries before it came to America, and that was not very long. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's just like a, it's a weird thing. I keep waiting for it. Like, oh, I got a flight coming up. It'd be oh, great I, to I, have. Uh, if, if, if I mean, if it's going to stop them from a uh, fucking doing putting out a shitty Sims game for the eighth time in a row, that's I'm, fair. I'm happy for them to wait. Um, man, I, I let's 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 sort of take inventory of everything we've made this day. Um, what's what's like. What's what's speaking your name? What are you proudest of? What do you want to develop? I, I, I like the idea of words as loot, and we don't have to go battlegrounds direction with it. That was just sort of the 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 starting point for it. It's a good um, skeleton. One of the one of like the um, games that I like loved that I wish had like been like bigger or they had done more stuff like it. Um, was Bookworm Adventures? Did you ever play that one? Fuck uh, yeah, pop, dude! It was so good. Cap. Uh, there was a recently. Uh, uh, there was a stream that was um, Pat and Allegra playing this this typing game, mm. uh, and that I I downloaded it hoping that it would scratch the Bookworm Adventures itch. For Nothing me. has. Nothing Spellspire can. is what it was called, and it was like okay, but yeah. it's it's not it's not Bookworm Adventures. So Bookworm Adventures, I think you had a grid of sixteen letters, uh, four by four, and sort of Boggle style, you had to put together words, and I think there were point values on the tiles, and that would equal to, uh, you would spell a word, and then you would deal damage to an enemy in battle. Um, and some of the tiles would have like bonuses on it, or it would do like bonus damage, or it would heal you if you spelled a word using that tile, and so you were incentivized to use different things. But the really cool part is you would collect equipment. Um, so there was this sort of XYZ, where if you used a word um, that had uh, X, Y, or Z in it, it would do like bonus damage. Or there was a... Uh, there was really cool, like, dictionary diving shit, like the, like, metal sword, where if you spelled a word that had anything to do with, like, any sort of mineral, you would do bonus damage. So it could tell, like, if you spelled, like, zinc, um, it would it would do bonus damage. And that shit, that shit's really, really it, like, fucking worked, cool. It too. Like, it was, yeah. it, was all, it was all effective. Same with, there was, like, fire stuff, I think, in there, too. I man, the, there was a, apparently there was a Bookworm Adventures two oh, in like two thousand nine, but it's it's not that's I I need it now. I need a new modern. Right, but I I like this idea of like um words being um powers or spells or items or weapons or or something like that. And so the idea of like a scribble knots. Maybe it could be like an uh, just an RPG, right? Where instead of because the problem with scribble knots is like. And I, I, I really do genuinely enjoy these games, and I'm still really, really impressed by them. Um, but, like, in the most recent Scribblenauts game on Wii U, I think was the most recent one. Mm-hmm. I think they did an iOS port of it as well. Uh, it, you can, no matter what they say... I mean, there's some, like, specialty ones where, like, you're in a garage, and you have to, like, specifically, like, fix a car or whatever. But all of the, like, platforming levels, which was most of what the original Scribblenauts was, it could just be, like, 
flying gun, rideable flying gun. <laughs> you can solve an invincible flying gun. Yeah. Um, and you can you can solve more or less anything. But what if like you didn't have access to all the words? What if you started out and like your class was just like some words that you started out with, and so you start out with like um recovery and holy and those are like those adjectives are your class for a while and you can earn experience points to buy to unlock new words to move into different classes if you want to like you could find like fiery or you could find um sharp and and using those like you had to explore a world and clear a level the idea the thing that's compelling about this you're right it's not the the battlegrounds element it's the trying to do things with words with really severe constraints right that shit. I mean, that I also, shit. to me, the moment of like clearing out like a randomly generated dungeon and you get to the bottom of it and there's a big chest and maybe it's multiplayer. Like maybe you had multiple people helping you get to the bottom of this dungeon and you pop open the chest and just like this glowing orb pops out of it and it zooms into your screen and it just says luscious. And you're like, all of that for luscious? Like, luscious what am I going to do with luscious? Yeah, you say that, but then you get to, uh, you find a man in town who needs a, a smooch because he's not satisfied by any of the bad smooches. That- There's a charisma stat. And so you put on the like, you put on the luscious, luscious eyeliner. Yeah, the luscious lips. Shit. so maybe this is like an open like god there's so many fucking cool things you could there do are there's a there's a lot um like, I, I do like the idea of like if they just made a game that was a a uh and and a full-on role-playing game in the scribble knots engine i think that's where i'm at now i think that's more interesting than a just a uh battlegrounds ripoff and mostly because like we already did one of those but like the idea of like a fucking skyrim sized rpg where you start out with like some shitty word like maybe you start out with like blunt well not that well maybe we could do a fun weed joke you know i love those in in our games Mm -hmm. um but you start out with some some shitty words and the way that you become more powerful isn't through stats at all it is through how you fill out your dictionary and all of a sudden like that is very compelling to me because like i'm really curious about what the dictionary of these scribble knots games is because it's seemingly comprehensive and if i could if i could see that on an actual list and know what words i have and maybe when you kill an enemy like you could the enemies could also be modified by these things so you could be fighting like a rancid goblin and you kill that goblin and it Mm. drops rancid oh and you get that adjective but then like i also like the idea though of the words in your your dictionary spell book that you have uh are on a cooldown so if you get one really powerful word it maybe it doesn't carry you through the rest of the game like you could you still have to get creative with the other words in your dictionary yes that's fucking cool because I, I think there's so many like scribble knots owned but like the fact that you could do anything was at once both a little overwhelming and also like you could find some things that would just beat every every there, problem. there's something yeah there's something about that that made it very proof of concept because it, it, it's a it's a joyous game of discovery of just like can i make a like a i don't know fat refrigerator and it's like oh i did i can i did i did do it okay bye <laughs> but the idea of it being like a, a a progression system is like really really compelling totally. to me it seems like uh, we could make this in the scribble knots engine with the existing assets that they have already too like this 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 game is just waiting to be discovered we just have to we could be the ones to make it i mean i was kind of envisioning like because at the end of the day that 
like jumping in that game was always very bad. Yeah, so like I, don't, I don't know. I don't Maxwell's know. Maxwell's arms would kind of flop out, and he would <laughs> yeah. be in the air for like less than a quarter of a second. Are you? I hope what you're not saying, just for for my wallet's sake, is that we're going to invest in making a full fledged three dimensional scribble knots. I think game. I'm. In, I think I'm actually envisioning Skyrim. Like I'm actually envisioning like a Bethesda sized game. Ooh. So what if this was a Skyrim mod though? Of like. We, well, we, we can't sell that. We can't sell. Well, I guess we can sell we that. We can. We'll their, sell it for Bethesda coins or whatever the fuck their yeah. new system is. But like, yeah, I can a, pay my mortgage with those. When I talk to my mortgage company. They actually take <laughs> they Bethesda take coins. Bethesda coins. Um, but like the idea of we find a Creative Commons uh, like asset library, import every single 3D model for every object that could ever exist to it, build sort of a scripting system where we can throw in adjectives like inflatable or destructible or explosive, and then just string those together in todd's engine yeah and maybe maybe we balance it by like the words have um durability and so if you use like the you can only use the like massive chainsaw so much before like massive just like wears down Mm. yeah Um, or like you use it once and then it's on a 30 second cooldown and then you use it again it's on a one minute cooldown and it keeps escalating so the game has sort of a self-correcting balance of like it knows what words are broken and forces you out of that rut we got to do something because, like, you can't just find invincible lightsaber mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like, you never want to play the play the game again. So maybe I think we... the, the better the word is, like, maybe the lesser its durability. There's there's ways to fix it. There's yeah. there, you know we'll we'll this is this is just the um, pre development process. We'll we'll get into the nitty gritty. Man, I'm 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 into this though. I'm, I'm I just I can't get over the idea of just like cracking open a chest and inside is like sexy and you put right. sexy on a staff or whatever and it's just like a staff and also like a sexy person this could be a fun sexy sort of a sexy staff but i also think like um the the possibility of you could get a wand for so like you have uses for positive and negative adjectives so if you get powerful you might cat you might put that on a sword of yours and block it in as a gem but if you get for example like injured or something you can put the word injured in a wand and cast that as a negative detrimental spell on on some goblins or something like yeah like you put burning on your sword or you could cast burning like a spell and make an enemy be burning Mm, which is bad for the enemy doesn't like it that's good as fuck, man. I didn't even think about like using the words offensively themselves. Yeah, so that way when you get like a, a shitty word, or you could use like a, a word like I was going to use your example, but the example you had was luscious. And then w- what happens if you make the enemy too too beautiful, too, too luscious, sexy, too luscious? What I really like also is the idea of like class class words, and maybe those words you like unlock by you do unlock by leveling up, and they don't have durability. They're just like permanent words that you always like. You always have recovery if you are the cleric class, mm. um, and you can like sp- spend your experience points to get these permanent words that don't go away. So and like that- you could you could spec in the direction of the word healthy, and then if someone in your party finds like a big old cheeseburger that might be bad for their health, you just put the healthy spell on it. Yes. All of a sudden, it's a healthy cheeseburger. Or if you're it, the chef class, you could put delicious on the cheeseburger and it like heals you and gives you like buffs and stuff. Hmm. This yeah. is so fucking good. This is a this is a rich vein, is what I would describe it as. It's 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 just it's a lot of this is stuff that was like kind of in Bookworm Adventures. This idea of words as power, but but there's um, this whole extra layer now of like technology has come so far since like 2001 or whatever. It's it's just I was saying like it's kind of incredible that like more hasn't been done with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is it, man. What's this word called? Or what's it, what's this game called? 
Let's see. Because it is kind of a hybrid of Bookworm Adventures, Skyrim, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, and um, Scribblenauts. Could it be like Lexicon Quest? Lexicon Quest. Lexicon, Lexicon Quest. Or like your name is Lexi and you're a conquistador. So it's like Lexi Conquest. It's her name. Yeah, like or just one word, lexicon, lexicon quest. It's a real mouthful. It's a lot of syllables, huh? Um, I'm having. Sorry, I'm I'm realizing now that there's not a way to buy Bookworm Adventures two anymore. Like they won't sell it to me. Like it's not on Steam, and PopCap's website doesn't sell it. This is sad. This is a sad moment you're having right now. I am having a sad. I was gonna. This podcast got me all excited for Bookworm Adventures, and now it's like gone gone from existence what the fuck anyways um i think lexicon quest is it and yes. we it's it's actually been a while since we've done one that like i really liked oh somebody pointed out when we were playing awful squad last time that um we were all in a squad together and russ was the cameraman for the stream so he was just free floating around and he started to fly into houses to tell us if there was anybody in there like cheating for us and that was a, literally a game that we designed here on cool games inc and somebody pointed that out like do you not realize that that's exactly what you were doing yeah that's nuts um and so this is one of the first times where we have some concrete proof that that's really good yeah it we was have a working really... prototype of him yeah. like he would fly into a house and check it for enemies at one point we were like running away from the blue wall closing in and he was and trying he... to find us a car yeah, yeah which is awesome um, um yeah so go watch awful squad uh that's it i think for this episode though. i think so too Thank you for thanks for listening to Cool Games Inc. Go to the Polygon YouTube channel and watch all our stuff. Me and Nick have a new series. You want to tell the folks about it? Yeah, we have a new series. Uh, we teased a little bit last week. It is called Let's Go to Hell, and it we're is supposed to do another one of those this week, huh? I think we're going to be on a every other weekly, more of a Monster Factory schedule. I see. I see. That. I see. Um, let me take that again because I wanted to. I don't want it to sound like we didn't plan that. <laughs> um, it's going to be on sort of like a Monster Factory, like bi-weekly. God, I hate the word bi-weekly because it can mean twice a week or every other week. So it's, it's like a annoying. fucking completely useless word. It's gonna, we're going to be on like an every other week Monster Factory schedule with that, which will kind of free us up to maybe do some other weird extracurricular unexpected videos. So we haven't I've, done Monster Factory in like a month. Oops. Oops-a-daisy. E3 really fucked shit up, huh? It sure does. Every every year. Every year it does that to us. Um, um, but yeah, but yeah that show, we the first episode was uh, Inside of Super Monkey Ball 2. Uh, where we kind of just found some really horrifying vi- audiovisual stuff that I, I I think feels like a pretty direct continuation of where Carboys wound up. So if you enjoyed Carboys, yeah. I really recommend this this new show. Um, but yeah, other than that, we'll be back next f- Friday with a new Cool Games Inc. There's a new Cool Games Inc. animation that went up on Monday, and there'll be another one next Monday. And we love to make things and put them on the web for free download. I we don't charge wait. for it. I cannot wait for Clayton's fucking animation of Mitomo. I was thinking, like, as soon as we as we were Mitomo saying Tender, it, I was, I was like, "This is going to be a really fun animation." I was like, "Clayton's going to build out a beautiful UI for this horrible situation." <laughs> uh, anyway, that's it for the episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. No problem. Fine. <laughs>